Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Pet Food Alpha. We are the podcast bringing you the biscuit on all the latest Final Fantasy XI news, community, and more. My name is Dick. I'm Fusion X. I'm Roku. And I'm Tweaks. What up, Tweaks? What up? Now, I'm, I'm assuming I was supposed to introduce myself. If I you wasn't, can. then, 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 we, then we can go back That's and cool. we can redo it. It's all it's right. fine. I'm just surprised Joe introduced himself as Moroku. What the hell is that about? Well, you know, Weird. that way if people want to send me hate mail, etc., they know where to direct it. Yeah, but you don't have an email. <laughs> no, but I do have a Twitter, at ShutUpJoe. It's it's true. Shut up, Joe. That's no, a, that's it's a, shut up, shut Joe. up, Joe. With a D. <laughs> shut not, up. Yeah. <laughs> Grammatically shut incorrect. Up. Shut up, Joe. Um, shut up, Joe. <laughs> and yet you seem to pronounce it with such gusto. Uh-huh. Oh well, we, we, we've got an we interesting show. Phrase. Yeah, um, you did. It's kind we've of. We've got a cool fault. show this week. We didn't record last last round. Been busy. Well, yeah, it's that, and Thirsty was kind of AWOL. He's all like, I'm getting married, I can't be around, or like, that's a load of bull. That is... Like, like, didn't you get married, like, last week? Or last <laughs> he's two getting weeks married, ago? like, every week, it seems. Getting married every week. <laughs> he's a, he's, a, shenanigans. he's a up in Canada there. Maybe in Canada it's like a whole, it's like a month-long event or something. <laughs> Still getting married. Either that or he's got wives strewn all over the place. I like, I like to think the latter. Mm-hmm. Probably not true though. Um. So yeah, PFA goodness. We didn't churn out a butter of PFA last two weeks ago. Um. But it is. But we're good here to be now. Back. We are here now. I mean, we got Tweaks. That's true. What up, Tweaks? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big fan. I've been listening to you guys for a long time. and uh... You have? Oh, of course. Right. Nice. Of course. Any favorite episode of yours? Oh, my gosh. No, is the short answer. Absolutely not. Because um, they're all his favorites. They're all amazing. Oh. oh. I shouldn't have said that because I was going to be like, yeah, he's totally right. That's it. Evaded that one. Yeah, <laughs> expert. I'm a fan of that one time where, where Fusion made the funny joke and then no one laughed. One could say that it was what a episode was perfect that? dodge. All of them. <laughs> I don't remember that episode. Every single one of them. Alright, so we'll start off our news here. Uh, unfortunately, on a little bit of a sad note here. Uh, anyone out there that remembers Final Fantasy Radio, uh, we got word this week that Tebian uh, has passed away. Wow. Very that's, sad. That's that so is, good. That is sad. Well, I'm, I went back and I watched the video, the one video where he addresses it. This was, what, just a couple months ago. And he addresses, you know, his illness. And, I mean, it was, it was kind of heartbreaking to, to, to hear it, but also it was kind of amazing how he seemed to have come to terms with it, so it was, uh, it's terrible that he's gone now. Mm. Yeah, that's that's terrible. That's very sad. So, thoughts and prayers go out to friends and family of Tevian, so... Okay. That's a good way to start the show. <laughs> <laughs> We're now all it's, like, it's like, who's gonna, who's gonna start right. up the next stuff here? 
Um, so we uh, this past week here uh, posted up a nice Q and A with the Final Fantasy XI development team. Got uh, some questions Yay. over their way to uh, find out a little bit more about some of the stuff that they talked about uh, at Vanifest last month. Um, so I don't know. Should we just should we just straight up read it? How how do you think? Uh, I think I think it would be really yeah I think it'd be beneficial to go through it. All right. Uh, so I, one of the questions we had was um, why was it such a long, you know why was there such a long period of time between expansions when did development uh, begin on Adeline? Uh, they said that when planning to release Wings of the Goddess, they realized that there wouldn't be enough room in the future to create the amount of additional maps needed for a full disc expansion. With that in mind, they decided uh, to do what we could by using existing areas for add-on scenarios and the uh, addition of a few areas for the Abyssia battle add-ons. Uh, during that time, we continued researching and revamping the system to allow us to increase the number of maps that we could implement, uh, something that was previously impossible. With the revamp completed, it became possible for us to increase the map capacity, and in, around in the middle of uh, 2011, we started planning for Seekers of Adelin. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I'm sure them, you know, mm-hmm. doubling the uh, hard drive capacity on the PS2 wasn't uh, a detriment there either. Yeah. Sure That's that kind of a big red flag when they did that. Well, so. you know, it's it's funny they do that, but then it's like, so Japan's the only region getting it on PS2. That's what you're led to believe. Mm. Speaking of that, we asked them about that. We're like, yo, what's up with this? Why didn't we just get like a digital download or something for PS2 for NA? Uh, And this one was uh, answered by Square Enix Inc., not the the development team. Uh, They said, in evaluating the North American release of the expansion across all platforms, we needed to consider multiple factors, including the number of players exclusively on the system and the costs associated with publishing and developing uh, a standalone download. Regrettably, these uh, two factors greatly determined our final decision to support the PC and Xbox platforms exclusively. However, we do remain committed to supporting Final Fantasy XI on PlayStation 2 for the foreseeable future. See, I was fortunate that I ended up getting it for the 360 because I played. I originally played it on the PS2, uh, and now I actually have an option because I don't. I don't use a PC, uh, so I would have been foobard. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, I mean that goes to show how how many people still play it on PS2 in North America. And if, if they're like, you know what, not enough people do it, whatever, we're done with PS2. You guys can go get an Xbox or something. Yeah. Uh, this one's caused a lot of a lot of discussion on the, on the forums. How we yes, asked, uh, how will players arrive in Adeline? Will uh, you know, those are going to be uh, like a prerequisite quest, kind of like there was with Avergon uh, or something? Uh, they said for Adeline, um, they didn't create a map for an ocean route, so they're planning to make the main mode of transportation a teleport-like warp. They're planning to make this extremely convenient, and as players progress further uh, with pioneering, the number of areas that they'll be able to warp to will increase. Can't say too much, but yes, there will be a quest requirement similar to the one. Uh, to use the boat to travel to Ottergon. See, I'm not a big this fan of that. This is lame. 
Yeah. <laughs> I like the boat music first. There needs to be a boat or a ship or something. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that they don't yeah. have this just screams lazy. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, new fish. That's, like, just disgusting. <laughs> well, I mean, new fish. it's a priority to straight here. Right. I mean, like, I think that they've, they've kind of hinted at or mentioned that lore-wise, it will kind of be explained, like, why we're suddenly caring about Adeline and Oboka and everything over there. But at the same time, it's like, if if there's just dudes that appear in the city, like, yo, you want to go to Adeline here? Like, Well, no, what'll probably happen is that there'll be some sort of rune, ooh, see, a tie-in to, like, some sort of the new oh, jobs that appears outside of the cities. <laughs> that, like, when you step into it, whoop, up, I warped. Where am I? Or something to that nature. It just, I don't know. It gets rid of the sense of adventure for me, because you remember when you got on that boat to Autogram the first time, and everybody's on deck, oh, and you can't really God, see anything. Yes. My and favorite then, part was when the, the, the orb on NM pops, and yeah. someone called for help so we could so they could kill it. And everyone's like, don't call for help, we need to know what it drops. Yeah, <laughs> and where there's like, well, yeah. yeah and where there's don't, like the sea monsters like going in and out of the water on the side of the boat and stuff. Mm-hmm. That That's just... That's awesome. Because, um, I mean, like, I remember, you know, when right. I first got, like, Autogron Axis and stuff, and it was all rainy and stuff. It was cool. Good old days. Yeah. Um, our next question was, how many types of runes and luapons will there be? Will they be a consumable item that players will have to carry around with them, or will they be a spell or ability? Uh, they said that runes will be activated through the use of abilities, as mentioned. Thank Manifest. God. There are both offensive and defensive types of runes. Offensive runes will be mainly used against enemies dealing elemental damage and such, while defensive runes will mainly be used on yourself and party members to reduce elemental damage. Rune fencers will also be able to utilize enhancing magic like paladins, um, and they'll be able to you know, utilize and conserve MP. There's a lot of people questioning this right now. Um... So, um, we asked for uh, some clarification um, from Square about this, because a lot of people are saying, um, you know, okay, they're activated via abilities, but do you have to have a consumable to act? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, ninjutsu is a spell, but you have to have consumables to activate that spell. Yeah, right, so right. we've asked for some clarification on that, and we'll, we'll update when we need that. I'm gonna What's your guess? I, I my uh, it's not gonna be a guess so much as what it should be, and it should be no consumables. <laughs> yeah. Inventory has been such a problem for forever, um, and just recently, you know, they they allowed what it was like what uh, stacks to ninety nine for consumable bait or something. Yeah. Because because of inventory issues. If they come along and they're like, yeah, so like there's runes and I need consumables to activate them, like that's the stupidest. Stop it. You know, like. Just stop. <laughs> I mean, that, that being said, it depends how many types of runes there are. If, if there's solely like a offensive and defensive have well, like, like, two things wouldn't be bad but it would still be you know how they made the universal ninjutsu tools where there's like one for enhancing one for damaging and then one for like enfeebling I think if they did that and 
like only had like three consumable items that worked for everything, that would be kind of okay if they did do that. Although I still think consumable items for any sort of spell is absolutely horrible, but yeah. I think that that would be at least mildly bearable instead of having, you know, like six different things for each element plus, you know, another right. 30 or whatever for the rest of it. Some other absurd number. Uh, we asked... How will the new jobs play into current Relic, Mythic, and Empyrean weapons? It's safe to assume that they'll have Relic and Empyrean armor as well. They say that Rude Fencers and Geomancers will have Artifact Equipment, Artifact Weapons, Relic Equipment, Empyrean Equipment, and Mythic Weapons. So no Relic or Empyrean weapons for Rune or Geo. Hmm. I'm not surprised. At least not right now. No, I, not at all, probably. I don't, I don't see it coming. Never, no, because they never added Dancer or Scholar to Salvage Gear when that was like first released, or to regular Relic weapons, because those weapons were made in mind with quote-unquote job balance when those jobs were initially I, out. Yeah, and, and they, they came out, and, and I think uh, I think uh, Devin posted up in our thread about the interview about this. Basically, like, well, you know, newer jobs aren't on the Relics, because those weapons were designed with those jobs in mind or something and balance and I'm like you know like everything so much stuff has just been kind of thrown to the wind you know like just add you know add, add Dancer on Mandow it's not gonna break the game you know what I mean like I don't think it's a big deal hmm. uh, alright Let's see. Oh, one about uh, private islands. We said, uh, with Seekers of Adeline, players are going to receive private islands that they can use like a farm. How similar will these be to a Mog House? Can players visit your island? And will you be able to furnish any parts of the island? Uh, and they say, as there will be rental houses for players within the town of Adeline, the islands will not be similar to Mog Houses. Um, imagine islands as a specialized area for procuring materials. From a system perspective, it's difficult to invite other players to your island, but that's not to say that we have completely given up on it, since you won't be able to alter the layout of the area uh, like you can inside of a mog house. It won't really be possible to decorate it. However, there will be visual variations that can be made, such as farmland expansions, in order to increase the amount of materials that you can procure. Farmville. <laughs> it kind of makes me sad, because it's like I've, I have so much furniture items, I need more room. I need somewhere else to put them. I'm glad to see that they're at least looking into the idea of uh, letting other people visit. The 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 only thing that scares me about it is if if they do that to like an extent, like they could turn it into like like Farmville or something. <laughs> I was about to say, so like, stay, come check out my new my new my new barn, and while you're here, please water my crops so they don't die. <laughs> I don't know, it just it's, it doesn't seem like a reasonable use of resources. Because I mean, do you guys remember the like hostile the whole, hotel? The whole thing system seems odd. To me. Well, no, because like if you like, it has a point, sort of that procuring materials. Sort of. Sort of. Think about it. Like, procuring materials like logs or whatever, like if you're able to get, I don't know, super duper uber rare logs that are used to make staffs that are kind of amazing or something. That's, see, there's that a difference. It gives, there's a difference it between every hmm? There's a difference between just, like, take the game right now. Okay. If, if they allow you to get if it, if 
like you're talking about like you know super duper rare logs right if the only way to get those is via this new thing then that's forcing it just forcing you to use it well yeah but you know if the item is good enough then it lets people you know that may not have i don't know i guess an in-game income or whatever a chance to just do it because it gives everybody an equal chance to get it Uh, maybe theoretically okay yeah, but then at that point, but, the demand for it goes down because the supply has just gone through the roof. Maybe. It's not like anybody buys anything anyway these days, right? <laughs> yeah. It's all rare Exhibitia and Void Launch drops. Mm. Um, next up, uh, it's been mentioned that plugins may be supported here with the new PC user interface. Can you tell us more about the tools that will be made available to the community? And what type of plugins will be allowed or forbidden, and if there will be some type of approval process. And they say that right now uh, we're using a tool internally being called the Schemer. Um, we'll be making it possible to freely customize and arrange existing functions with the graphics to view, uh, of your liking. We are currently looking into the overall approval process. That is so cool. It's, it sounds like it's just like a layout thing, though. It doesn't sound like you'll actually be able to have, you know, plugins on the same kind of scale as... Somebody thought that was funny. <laughs> I don't know. It just, it just feels like it's, it's, a, it's a, a UI customization and not plugins. You know what I mean? Like, does well, that I don't know. Sense? I mean... Cause Fusion, the... oh, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, because the way a lot of the plugins work nowadays is that... The client side, even if you don't have any plugins in, you're still getting the information. So it might just be Square Enix being like, "Oh, hey, we're going to allow you to have like a switch on and off to yeah. well, what information." Well, what I'm saying, what I'm saying though, like, what if I wanted a plugin that opened up a little MP3 player and played PFA in 11? MP3 speed. But I can't do that because all their plugins are strictly UI based, and they it only it doesn't sound. Like well, yeah, but if you wanted to open. play PFA, then you would use the quote-unquote official. I'm editor. using it as an example. Right. <laughs> but I'm just... Gosh, Joe. Better ruin it, Joe. Nah, but I do, I do have to say... <laughs> I do have to say, at least you guys have the opportunity to even conceivably do some of these things. I mean, I, since I've always played on the console, I have nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing at all. And and that could be the reason right there where it, why it may be only... You know, make it look prettier or something instead of add feature, you know? Yeah. To make it more fair to the council people. I mean, <laughs> they were pushing it already when they gave us windowed mode so we would be able to look up information and play the game at the same time. Yeah. So. <laughs> but then again, you know, every other MMO in the market allowed for alt tabbing, so. Well, yeah, I mean, and before yeah. it, before not, it was a lot of. Windowed yeah, mode was mistaken. so cool, and not no one else has ever done it before. It was such a big <laughs> step for Square Enix to have that. Did, didn't it crash? Uh, didn't it crash? The yeah. Game you tried to alt tab before they put it in. Yeah, yeah, it crashed. Yeah, it did. And their windowed <laughs> version also is horrible. Garbage. Anyway, uh, <laughs> asked, it's garbage, asked right. about uh, any type of bottle subscription for uh, fourteen and eleven, and it's undecided right now. So. You think that's code for yeah? We'll never do that. I don't know. I mean, well, they did it for a while, weird, right? Because they come out, you know, at E3, and they're like, "Hey, here's some 2.0 stuff." And I was like, "Wow, this looks really cool. I want to get back into it." And then Vanifest comes at the end of the month, 
Seekers of Adelin. Wow, new expansion. I kind of want to get back into 11 now. It's like <laughs> you have Square Enix with their two MMOs going up against each other. I know, they're splitting interest. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see how that all kind of comes down to the end. Now, if, if I can ask you guys, which will you choose between? Will you choose between the redesign of 14 oh, or the expansion man. of 11? Oh. I couldn't make that decision because I would have to see what the redesign of 14 is like. Because if they're drastically doing it, which they are, it would take you know a while for me to play with it. I don't know. It's it's hard, right? Because I've been I've been doing 11 so so long, but I'm kind of leaning towards 14 a little more. I mean, I, I still haven't played 14 since I since I don't. Use and a for PC. for me too. Leaning for it on PS3. And for me too. I mean, like it's obviously you know the game the gameplay has a factor in it too, but. Uh, you still have your loyalties. I understand. <laughs> but I mean, there's there's something about you know Yoshida in 14. I mean, he he gets it right. Yeah. I mean, mm. for for so long. We've had, you know, communication with the, the Final Fantasy Eleven development team, and it's always been, oh, we'll take that back to Japan with us, or uh, PS2 limitations. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we'll be talking to Yoshida, and he's like, yo, so check it out, right? We have these two rocks. The one on the left isn't done yet, but the one on the right is. So when you go back and you tell all your readers about it, tell them that that rock isn't done yet. But it'll <laughs> look like, the, like, he's just like, he, he gets it. Like, he's a, he's a gamer. He's totally yeah. laid back and... Whereas, you know, Tanaka was always just, you know, kind of strict and serious, which is, you know, that's that's him. That's how he is. That's fine. But, you know, it 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 makes everything so much better if, if you know, you have kind of a more open personality and stuff like Yoshida does. Yeah. And that bundled with, you know, the gameplay and all that other stuff is why I'm leaning towards 14 right now. Mm-hmm. That being said, um, you know, after 2.0 comes out, Matsui will be producer full time. Uh, and then we can kind of see, you know, what what he has on his sleeve, how he's gonna kind of play the role. So we'll see what happens with that. I think it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens with their with their two communities for the two games. I, you know, I don't know how many people will go back to fourteen. I mean, it, it was for, again, having never played it, I can't speak from experience, but there's no denying that it was a disappointment. Um, yeah. But I think it'll be curiosity just to see what happened for the people who do go back. Our uh, last question here. This year marks the 10th anniversary of Final Fantasy XI. Or some of the favorite memories since the project began? Is there anything that you would have done differently? Uh, Mizuki Ito says one of the most memorable things for him uh, recently is the announcement of Hiromichi Tanaka's retirement. He says, while I was saddened by the fact that he's retiring, I feel very proud and fortunate to be a developer at the same t- uh, company with the person who retired all being loved by many of the fans. And a lot of people are bashing that comment. Saying that he wasn't loved by many of the fans. Yes, he was. Let's keep in mind, people, that Hirobinchi Tanaka was leading a game that's been successful enough to be lasting for ten years so far. If he wasn't running this thing, it may not even be... The game may not even be around if it wasn't for him. So, honestly, stop it. Go troll somewhere else. I don't know, I mean... I can sort of see their view, like I'm just like. The most I can I can events. see I can see their view due to a game that is not Final Fantasy Eleven, so they need to shush. 
a lot of people aren't giving Tanaka the credit that he deserves. No, no, I'm saying, like, totally give him the credit, but since, like, you know, Wings of the Goddess and stuff, you know, up until that point, it was great. There wasn't, you know, super big amount of flack that one could give Tanaka, and then since then, just started getting more and more and more, like a snowball rolling down a hill. Mm. So, I can sort of see their logic behind it, but... Yeah, for the majority of the game, I would say definitely Tanaka has been loved by his fans. And then uh, we have Yoji Fujito here says, When I think about memorable things in the history of the game, I'd have to say that the earthquake on March 11th in 2011 uh, and how its influence reached Final Fantasy had a major impact on me. Uh, There hasn't been an example in the past where service had to be halted for a long time, and when I think about the fact... Uh, that there were players who were affected by the disaster. I feel that this was a major event for both us and players alike. Those are two very interesting answers, not ones that I would have expected. Yeah, and, yeah, and they're, they're, they're kind of they're more on like the, the grim side of things, right? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, like we had this meeting once, and and like Sunday was like going all crazy because he had too much coffee or something. Like it's it's nothing like you know kind of crazy little inside thing. It's like. Yeah, so this like really serious thing happened. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's like a Japanese kind of thing to like make the more serious things like the more memorable things, or I, you know. But it's kind of, it's, it's a, yeah, definitely interesting. I mean, in retrospect, when you think about it, I don't know, like the major points that I remember is over like playing eleven would be like when uh, they announced like you know Alex and Odin at FanFest. Or like at the Vanifest, like a couple years ago. That's one of the things. Right, and just like junk like that, or Puppet Master sort of running out and stuff. My, one player, my... Our stuff is sort of more related to the game, but I can sort of see how they would definitely have more somber things. I think, I think one of my favorite two... things was was the window mode announcement at Vanifest 07. Right. They're like. They had, like, the Final Fantasy webpage up on screen, and, like, the window mode was already there where the live Vanadil cam was, and they were using, like, Windows Messenger. And someone's like, you want to play Final Fantasy? And the dude's like, I'm already in. And then he, like, moves the window and drags it, and everyone starts, like, freaking out. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then he's like, it's coming out tomorrow. And they're like, what? And then we yeah. got it, and we're like, wow, the color's off, and it runs terribly. Good job, Essie. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. It was like, my computer's not It's like, it, it took you this right? long to produce this. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you, but I mean, we, we ate it up. I mean, it was table scrap, sure, but still, we were like, yeah, finally! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think from a developer point, I I could totally see the more humanistic reaction than players, which is primarily in-game stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, right. Also in news here, uh, the, the latest episodes of PFA are now going to be featured on the Final Fantasy Eleven Reddit community sidebar. Yay. So if you Reddit, there's a Final Fantasy Eleven subreddit, and there will be links to shows. That is no one that are all bacons. Be informed. Carry on. Uh, Fantastic Fallen Moomar's coming back to dance. Moomar! So uh, yeah, it's going to start up July 31st. Go to August 21st, and we'll get uh, new swimwear with the event. I haven't seen the swimsuits yet. 
do color well there is a picture of them in the post up on top Ooh. i haven't Dang. seen it yet is it is it better than the subligar isn't anything better than the subligar? Well, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure no pants is better than subligar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at least avoid the chafing. Cool. I love Summerfest. Summerfest is great. Pretty yep. summer like. Uh, let's see. The music alone is just. Version update this past week. Oh, yeah, that tiny. Everyone's hold. It's it's weird because it feels like heroin's hold fast. It's like the big thing with the update when it's like you can only get it if you want an item to, yeah. to get into the BC, which is a little weird. Right? Um, made some legion adjustments so that you can uh, re-enter a battlefield after being ejected due to everybody dying. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, uh, assault adjustment when moving to the next floor, Nizal Isle. Uh, characters will now zone in at a different coordinates around the rune of transfer, so you don't have eight people. Or wow, go! I'm going. Damn, I'm going 14 time. party size here. <laughs> you don't have six people stuck on top of each other trying to move. It's about time to fix that. It's been a problem forever. Um, yeah. Let's see what else did they do. The uh, new enfeebling magic system is in place here now. Uh, the system they're calling Immunobreak. It says, when an immunobreak occurs after the enemy has resisted a particular enfeebling magic, the resistance of the enemy to that effect will decrease by a certain amount. Immunobreaks can stack and constantly lower an enemy's resistance. The more times the enfeebling magic is resisted, the greater the likelihood that an immunobreak will occur. When the enfeebling effect is uh, successfully applied, resistance will reset the effect is, uh, is continuously applied, the enemy will slowly gain more resistance, and eventually immuno breaks will no longer occur. Note that some monsters have complete resistance to enfeebling effects, and so because of that, immuno breaks will not occur on enemies that have complete resistance. Uh, immuno breaks uh, only apply to enfeebling effects. So there you go. I haven't really seen any of it yet. I, I haven't either, so... Then again, like, immuno breaks. <laughs> oh, and Protector 5 went from plus 2 to plus side defense in every merit. Yeah. Totally useless. No, <laughs> no it's garbage. Prism Staff. We have Prism Yay, Staff now. Right. The uh, Eridol Staff. Prism Staff. We got Prism the Staff. And then the, the Chassion Staff. It is the HQ, and damned in prices on HQ state soar up the first couple days after the update. Yeah, it was funny. They, they were pricey, and then they plummeted back down. It was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a new Beastmaster pet. The uh, Rural Broth will summon a... Uh, saw it. It's a fish. Google jaggle. jaggle. It's man. actually pretty good from what I understand. Seems like most of the beast pet, the most of the new beast pets. Yeah, all the new ones are good. It's the older yeah. ones that are terrible, and you never want to lose. Sweet, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, and they made it so um, Mage's Bow drops from um, Yaguda Pipers and Gideas and Maritime Mountains now. Yep. So, that's uh, nice. Yeah, that's really nice. And the uh, last big change here spell icons have been modified in preparation for the UI overhaul. I hate so, this so much. Why? 
does nothing. It I think you're just pretty. having pretty. I don't give a this crap if they look pretty. Nothing. I like the colors because it's like, oh, I can just like, you know, go quickly through here. It's like, uh, oh, look, giant block of blue spells. Those must be my blizzards. And now I have like little spirals. What, what my problem is, is that the icons, they don't look good. No, they don't. And and I don't, I don't mean that like, I don't like the way that the little icon of fire looks like fire. Like it's, I would have added more fire or more flames or something like, no, like, because of the system, it's still a little pixely. It's still, it looks old already, you know. But, but the, like, like if the, the the login screen, right? You open it up. There's like the 10th anniversary icon. There's the 25th anniversary icon. They look terrible. They look absolutely terrible. Like, why can't you just put a nice smooth image on there? I don't, I don't get it. And there you go. Um, <laughs> that's all I have to say. You're, are you sure? Is that how you really feel? <laughs> yes. Is that really how you feel? Uh, on a side note here, um, if you have Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy IV, the 3DS, uh, Zeta came out this week as DLC. You can get it for a buck. Nice. What? Have you I it? have. <clears throat> Is it cool? It's, it's the thing. It's, you know. Is it worth a buck? Yeah. What what was the song that came out last week? I can't remember. Uh, battle, battle theme, I believe. And Ron Four was already on there. Ron Four was already on there. Uh, first DLC week was Fighters of the Crystal. Um, also coming out for eleven is Ragnarok. Ragnarok. I think one more, but don't quote me on that. But yeah, Ragnarok is coming, so that'll be cool. <laughs> you guys remember that? That's don't you? Rip and rendition of Ragnarok. Um, <laughs> no, no, I did the I did the acapella I, I, one. I, 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was so crappy. <laughs> it was awesome. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh man, that was PFA con. <laughs> Yeah, baby. <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad I missed that now. Whatever, hater. <laughs> Please. All right. Up on Dev Tracker this week, not a whole lot. Uh, some bits of interest here uh, for anybody that participated in the uh, Golden Gobby Bag Award thing. Uh, prizes should be coming out this week here before the end of the month. Um, and also, Salvage Expansion. I uh, will see revamping of existing equipment, not through Trial of the Magians, yay, maybe, but via a similar system to the one seen in the higher tier. This, <clears throat> I'm kind of excited about that. I'm, I'm mixed a little bit. I don't know. It'll, it it, it depends on the stats and how you have to upgrade, or if you have to upgrade, or. Well, the stats are going to be at least after after from going after spending also. after spending so much time to like make my Ares body, I don't want to have to do, you know, the level 99 equivalent of that again. You know what I mean? I have a masochistic love of salvage anyway, so I have no problem doing it. I mean, for for some people, I'm sure sure it'll be alright, but for me who... And you know, and at the time, too, like, when all this stuff came out originally, the cap had been 75 for a while. It didn't look like it was going to be going up anytime soon, so this was it for, like, gear, right? Like, this was the gear of gear. 
And they're like, yeah, we're up in the level caps. It's like, ah. Well, yeah, well, this they is useless also said, now. Uh, they'd also said at, I think it was 08 FanFest or something like that, that Salvage Gear was intended to be, you know, among the most powerful gear in the game. So it's going to be at least on par with stuff that's, you know, good now, if not better. So. Well, and I mean, w- would it be safe to assume, though, that 99 is as high as it'll go? So if you were to put the time in again and you get it and you're and up then, to And then they'll be like, just kidding, <laughs> going to 100. Well, see, but that's okay, though. Like, if, if they went up just one... Now uh, they would do that, too, right? Like, they gear everybody for 99 and then in, like, five years, they're like, we're up in the level cap to 100. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one more level, guys. And be like, oh, we're done. The whole everyone's just like we're we're done. <laughs> no, not good. Thanks for the thanks for the good times. <laughs> thanks for the memories. Thanks for all the fish. <laughs> so long. Thanks for all the fish. All right, and that is it for all of our news this week. A lot of stuff to talk about. What's that smell? The smell of bursty. I smell. I smell Canada. Yes. <laughs> you can smell me from syrup. a mile away. I smell maple syrup, hockey, and bacon that isn't bacon. It must this be. Is, actually, like a, this is what I call. Smells like a whip to me. This is called the Canadian podcast crash. Oh yeah. It smells like a. Smells I'm like crashing a whip your podcast. Did you bring some bagged milk at least? Yeah, actually, uh, I've been enjoying some bagged milk this week. Eating it, you know, with my breakfast cereal. It's been great. Ah, goody. You eat milk? Goody, goody, drops. Oh, yeah. We eat milk. milk. We eat milk. You're a cannibal. We don't mess around when it comes to milk. We eat it. (laughs) With a knife and a fork, yo. Yeah. Om nom nom. Cut my milk. I can't, sir. It's liquid. (laughs) 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 You two, fight the death. (laughs) <laughs> oh, if I was rich, I would probably have people do that too. All right, that'll take us into our interview here with Tweaks. He's got an album coming out, remixed Land of Vanadils coming out October. F- no, not October. Why did I say October? Why would you say that? I don't even know. That's the I don't even that? know. For some reason, I was looking at something and I was thinking of something that comes out in October. I don't even know. August 1st is when this bad boy uh, lands here. And, For those uh, of you that don't pay attention, that's in like three days. Yes. So by the time this show is out, <laughs> it will have been out for several years. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's how we roll. Right? That's how we roll. That's the way to do it. <laughs> so, Bursty, since since you're you're late. Yeah. I'll let you read the questions for for our guest. Wife duties. Where are the questions? Send oh, you don't even have. Du- you don't even have that. <laughs> wife du- Wife duties. Wife duties is the way it happens, man. I've been married no, no, for no. like. Me, listen, now. after this call, me and you have to have a chat. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna talk to you all. About we wife we were talking before the show, Bursty, and and yeah. I was like, yeah, he's. Uh, He's not here because he got wife aggro and blah blah blah. blah and Zeke is like he's doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> from New York City or something like that, and she's got to go meet her at the airport. So I got to drop her off. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, but, but see, that's it's why you public That's what public transport's for. Yeah, I, well, you have to understand we're in a small town, so there, the public Hello, transport down at 11, 11 o'clock at night. There is no bio bus past eleven. 
What's well, that's her fault for burying a guy that lives in a small town? Yeah. <laughs> she has to deal with that. Just it's like way. if it's like if you fall in love with with an Amish guy, you just have to deal with the fact that you're never gonna use electricity ever again. <laughs> that he reaps and sows with the plows. I am so glad my wife can't hear this right now. <laughs> you never know she might oh, subscribe on iTunes. Dude, apparently you're doing it wrong too. That's it. We're having a seminar. That I've wrong. I don't. I don't. We can. Like can we call it? Can we call it wives at drawers? <laughs> Maybe we can. Yeah, Maybe we can. Probably do like a whole podcast on how to have a wife and and play an MMO at the same time. I got like, some tips to like bend into my wife. You know what? You could probably drawer. actually. It's called. Sele- you could probably have some kind of support group or it's some called kind. Selective of- hearing. You just have to be selective. <laughs> you do a lot. I don't hear you. Well, because well, no. There's a little bit more to it than that. There's, you know, there's the whole balance between her and I, and me and this thing. You know <laughs> me what I mean? And this thing. <laughs> yeah, this thing. So is what is this thing for you, Steak? Is that is that are you implying that it's F- ham sandwich? Or... Is <laughs> ham sandwich? Ham sandwich. I'm sure that would be the entire seminar too. It would be when is the it's proper time like... to ask for a ham sandwich? Final Fantasy XI is very balanced. So also should your life be. Did you try to get your wife to? Have you ever one steak? You didn't Boy, try to. She played for quite a while. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, my wife played for a little while. You know? yeah, my wife so played. Play. Uh, I'll say that much. She'll never play eleven. I know that much. Why not? Because she doesn't even play Mario Brothers. <laughs> play you Mario read her? Oh, I'll play. I'll play She's Mario Brothers with you, Burst. Doing it wrong. <laughs> no, see, I I play like Lego Harry Potter with my wife, and we can only last for a few minutes because then I start out scoring her, and then it just goes straight to hell. Yeah, she like that's the only game she's ever enjoyed is Mario Brothers, and she gets like maybe like twenty minutes in, and then she's like, okay, I'm bored. Bored now. But yeah, Mario Brothers is so good. You can play it all day. It's good. It's good. It's good. Oh, it's yeah. good. It's good. Yes. Uh, you want to have some questions? You want to have to say with that? Winning. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there. I see yeah. what you did there. <laughs> 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 what happens when Canadians come on the podcast? We we bring it back to life. It wasn't dead before you got uh, I don't here. Know what you guys talked? I jumped in. You guys were talking about salvage. No. I was like, I'm, I'm in on this. <laughs> I've been waiting for like a year and a half for this salvage stuff. Well, creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming when? Like in a month from now? Have they talked anything on the forums at all? Or no. No. Never. Is there a timeline oh, out still? Right? You think my wife is hot? What? Yeah. Oh. In the small blurry pixel. I could I could make a comment that's largely inappropriate, but Joe finds several women very attractive. I, I as, had to... as long as they have, you know, feet, legs, arms, hands. As long as, <laughs> as, long as they're listen, as as long as they're potty trained, he's all about it. <laughs> no, no, pretty much, yeah. Last, because uh, I had. Excuse me, ma'am. When's the last no. time you peed on the floor? 
Oh my god. <laughs> Can I take you out to coffee? That, that, that's his go-to move. No, no, yeah. it totally is. Like, you know, <laughs> potty training and urination is right up there with, you know, breathing. Can we, can so. we get way the hell away from this? <laughs> <laughs> this is... Wow. <laughs> what are you scared of, Fusion? So, tweets. With the kind of tangents we've had before, you know damn well what I'm scared of, Sig. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, right. tweaks. But first, he's editing, right? How long have you been involved in creating and remixing music? Oh, goodness. I've been doing remixing for uh, a long time. I've been doing music for even longer. Uh, my mom sat me down when I was really young and was like, you need to learn how to play the piano. And I'm like, I want to play video games. Screw this. Well, I didn't say screw this. If I would have said that, I would have gotten beaten. But uh, <laughs> it got in the way a little bit of my uh, my musical uh, noobness. But anyway, so I started doing it a little bit later on. And then I uh, joined up with the guys over at Overclocked Remix. Oh, it's, it's oh, almost like – it's almost 10 years ago. I feel so old. Um, heart, yeah, about 10 years heart, ago I joined up with them. And heart, heart, heart. Uh, they, so they you had, had to teach yourself then or – Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I taught myself but it was it was with the help of the community uh, over there. I mean they are brutally honest uh, and once you kind of get past that shock factor, it is probably the most constructive place to learn how to do this kind of stuff. Um but yeah, so I started doing that uh, back in about 2003, and I was I was awful at it. <laughs> I was so bad. Uh, I released I still remember I released two different remixes. One of them was for uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. The other one was for Halo, and they were so embarrassingly bad that people have asked, you know, can I hear this? I'm like, no, no, they don't <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs> I deleted which, uh, them a long time ago. Which song did you do from Ocarina? Well, it I'm was a medley. Curious. It was it was a medley of all of the Ocarina oh, songs. Awesome. Uh, Ooh, let's see, nice. you, you, you say, no, see, it was not nice. It was the did furthest you, thing from nice. Did you ever go back and like redo it with you know a more skilled hand or? You no, know, I I never. I honestly, I never really considered it. It was it was honestly that bad. It was it was unrevivable. And I may go back <laughs> and try it at you, some point and just completely I, redo I'm gonna it. Go on, I'm going to go on a limb and say that you need to only because I was just playing <laughs> Ocarina of Time on the Wii like in the last few weeks. I yeah, was telling Fusion on my escapades doing the uh, the big Goron Sword quest, and I'm like, man, I love the tune. Like, what is it? Uh, the Garut? It's not Garut. I keep saying. Garuda, uh, Garuda Valley. It is Garuda Valley. Yeah. I say stop while you're ahead, but you're not ahead, so just shut up. I'm gonna stop you there. Oh shush. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. That's where you started, especially if you. I know one of the things I told the guys when I was initially in the process of becoming part of the the podcast was that I did do music recording and that sort of a thing and i play the drums but um i mean i've never actually done mixing and stuff like that on the computer so it's kind of cool that you had to teach yourself and that you've made something of it i was listening to your uh the previews and to the album and it sounds pretty mint they're from what really hear, so. good yeah that i really really appreciate that final fantasy 11 uh was one i mean i started playing 11 about the same time that i really started well i say really but i started to remix and was just really bad at it and because 11 even to this day is the game that I've put more time into than anything else. It was kind of a an untouchable source. Like I knew I wanted to do something with it, but back then I was like, I'm not even going to try because I'll just I will just screw it up so bad. <laughs> so, 
know, I had to fast forward. I had to get, you know, what was it? It was five years further down the line before I ever felt comfortable even trying anything. So uh, it, it was a lot of fun to be able to, to really dive into Eleven and to feel like, you know, my goodness was not going to get in the way too much. Yeah, that's understandable. So outside of the songs that you originally did, like you mentioned, you did uh, Ocarina of Time, a little bit of songs from that. And uh, has there been any other projects that you've had outside of the land of Vanadil? Well, you know, I, I do music and, uh, and and audio stuff for actually for, for a living. I have my own company, Tweaks Music, and I also have uh, kind of an, an all-purpose entertainment entity that's called Tweaks the Gaming Geek. So I do music for advertisements, for games, for commercials, television, radio, etc. So I do a lot of that. Um, but I also, you know, most of the most of the remix projects that I have been a part of have all come from uh, Overclocked Remix. Uh, and so I was in the, let's see, what else have I done? I did uh, the Final Fantasy set of the live stream. I think that was really the, one of the first ones that I did. And then I... OMG, that was like, ugh, so it, good. It was good. And it was fun. I wasn't, you know, I was still very kind of at the time and you know that was kind of my breakthrough and and i wasn't brought onto the project immediately i kind of had to prove myself and i I still remember being terrified when i sent the project director my mix i was like this far i hope you like it i'm like oh he's gonna hate it he's gonna never talk to me again but i was lucky and he uh brought me in but yeah so i did uh voices of the live stream i did uh the pokemon remix years to make uh and then a couple of others i've done a couple with ocr unfortunately i have i just really have not been able to do the other projects but that was largely focusing on the land of anadil this is the first complete remix album that i've done just by myself from one game uh and it has been incredible it's been absolutely amazing to be on these so how long did it take you to like compose each of the tracks because i mean I mean, there's there's a whole bunch of questions we're obviously going to get into here, you know, like your selection process and that kind of a thing. But I mean, it, per track itself, how long did it take you to complete each of those individual songs? You know, it, it did vary. And, and I hate to give that answer because that's the answer that most people would normally expect. But it really does vary. And it, it was made a little easier because when I first started out with the album, one of the one of the main goals for it was to say, OK, look, I really like music, but I production value of the music i don't like you know i think it could have been a lot better the the ps2 and the tape playing just i mean full quality audio files but they chose not to and that's something that they did um and while i say that they need to change the music or to you know put in better sounding stuff part of what i wanted to do was to say okay look what if it was you know produced with an orchestra or with just high sounds what would it sound like so i decided from the beginning okay it's all completely orchestral and so that that helped with working with each of the songs i didn't have to think okay what genre of music am i going to make this um so i knew what it was going to be and that helped but really it was all about finding the tone and the ambience and the feeling of each song because each song is very different um sometimes finding that for each song was really really easy i was able to find it immediately and then others I was just banging my head up against the piano trying to figure out what the hell I was going to do with it. Uh, generally, once I had the direction, you know, a song would take maybe one to three days at the, at the very most. Oh, wow. It's kind of a lot uh, once I had that direction, but the direction is really the most crucial part of it. 
so you must be pretty meticulous then in terms of like how you're like you know producing and, and developing each song if you're spending that much time um in terms of you know sort of focusing on each song itself how did you uh you pick the particular songs because i mean when we think of the vast history you know we're obviously just on the cusp of 10 years of vanadiel and 10 years of final fantasy 11 um how did you you know take sort of i guess a picture of each song and decide which ones you were going to do for your album and you know you know the decision of what songs to do and why to do them was was an easy decision but it was also a very difficult decision at the same time um, when i set out to do this, i said okay the other, okay what if it sounded better to me the other main okay you know, i want to be able to relive my not for 11 but i want to do it through the music and so the the question for me at that point was what what brings the nostalgia in terms of the music what spurs in me the most answer was immediate and it is it was just the songs from the original soundtrack that's what i remembered you know unfortunately by the time that i got to all of the expansion um i since turned the music down so i did i never had a connection with that music as i did with the original soundtrack so I needed a new original soundtrack. That's what I was going to focus on. Um, but then deciding on the songs themselves, um, that that took a lot longer. You know, I kind of toiled with that. And then, you know, when I started the project about three years ago, I had 15 songs. That's what I was going to do. And throughout the process, I ended up dropping one and then adding a couple others. Uh, but really, the, the decision came down to, okay, you know, do I have this song what is that memory do i you know do i remember it clearly or did i really not care about it at the time and that that was essentially the selection process to go through awesome yeah i mean i just kind of like just sort of taking all in sort of what you're saying there i mean you're talking about something that you've obviously sort of expressed that you, you took about three years is that sort of accurate to say that's how long this has taken you to sort of sort of finalize i guess to a, well, to a level where you're comfortable? Well, to be honest, no. Um, and, and what I mean by that is I started the project three years ago and, you know, I, I sat and I, and I just said, okay, you know what, it's time. Let me let me try one of these. Let me see if I can... So I did one of the remixes and I, I really liked it and I said, all right, let's move on to the next. And then I moved on to the next and then the next after that and then I had four songs completely done. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make an album out of it. And... and <laughs> then when I sat down to the fifth song, I just I hit a creative block. And I... So I guess my next question would be is I'm just sort of thinking of how you're sort of presenting the process. I mean, you hit a creative block. You did four or five songs. Um, have you taken back like are those four or five songs even going? Because I know I, in the past I've you know written albums and, and worked on things myself just in, in music myself and one of the things I, I always remember is that some of the songs that you write and do in the beginning don't always end up on the final product so have those four or five songs that you did in the beginning become part of this album or have you since scrapped those four or five songs for something that you felt was you know more of an accurate depiction of, of what you feel as a final product no it's actually uh, the, the first four songs that, that I did um, still are on the album. The fifth one that I was working on, the one that, that gave creative block they were on for, um, and I kept, I couldn't figure out what to do with it. Um, and 
essentially when I came back to the album, when the inspiration kind of flooded back in this past March, um, I really went to Ron for and I just I stripped it. I just said, okay, I'm going to start from scratch. And so it, it turned out different than what it originally was. Uh, Fortunately, the first four songs that I did, they did, they are on the album, and I still really, really like them. That's that's awesome. I know a lot of times, like uh, in the past, like I when I wrote an album with my band a few years back, um, it was tough to bring in some of our original songs because you feel when you look back at them after that much time. You know, I can imagine after three years, that's quite a bit of time. But I know after even a few months, looking back at some of those tracks that we had done, it was kind of like, ah, do we even really want to? you know put this in on our album and you sort of scrap them you know you, you kind of uh you know you move on to new sort of greater and better things so it's awesome that you you know you felt so confident about your style and what you sort of um developed and produced for those tracks that you you felt that it still fit with sort of your your vision of you know the land of vanadil um so was it hard to find a style though like in terms of you know you selected obviously like you said you you picked the process of going with orchestral style music did you find it hard to come to that decision or what sort of led you to that uh, to that sort of selection of that particular style to to do these remixes in that sort of way you know was um and it was it, it, unfortunately this was also the reason why I got hung up on Ron for um, it, right before I started I, I was listening I was, I was really going through a big uh, FF11 nostalgia kick it was in the summer of 2008 uh, and it kind of went on for about a year and throughout that time I was listening to Four Day Japan uh, concert over and over and over again, um, and I, I I loved how it sounded, and it was what the album said was you know what fantasy music can be orchestral and it can be so gorgeous if it is, um, and that that was the inspiration. That's why I said you know what that do you know they they've taken a small sample of the songs from the Final Fantasy franchise and they've haven't done an entire album that i want to do with 11 um so it was it was great for in, in that regard because that's what gave me the inspiration to do it but it was also horrible because the the uh, version of ron ford orchestrated is so absolutely gorgeous i had no idea what to do with it i, I think that was the create that was the reason that i hit that creative block um so it was it, like i said it was great that that that, that inspiration came from that but it it, it did not without its share of problems in the beginning yeah i can imagine i was just thinking you know what thinking back of um on you know vanifest that we just sort of you know all sort of obviously observed in the last month or so one of my favorite aspects of it was just the fact that you could see in the live stream uh, a lot of the orchestral music being played not not all of it was from 11 but the songs that were from 11 i found you know with the orchestral sort of touch to it really truly sort of um you know represented that sort of mindset that i think a lot of us as players of the game share uh, in terms of you know nostalgia in terms of our memories of you know how the game was you know years ago that kind of a thing um so um is there any one particular track that on the album when you think of it uh stands out as your sort of um coup d'etat your sort of favorite i guess you could say <laughs> I know it's always tough. Like I said, when I when I did music in our band, I know I always liked every single track because you feel that sort of personal connection with what you complete. But there must be, of course, uh, 
you know, one song that you sort of pick out as saying, you know what, that one of all the songs that I did truly turned out to be sort of the best depiction of what your vision was for the album? You know, if if the question, you know, if I were to answer, is there one song that I think represents the album as a whole? I, I would say no. I don't think that there is one in that regard. But I do think... And, and it just kind of resonates with me. Actually, uh, is when I, you know, I all of the, I really do love the, all of the songs that I've done. And you know, I, I am kind of a person with very, that's kind of very fickle with his music. I love music one day and then another the next. So you know, th- there are certain remixes from the album where one day I'm like, yes, it's awesome, and then the next day I'm like, this other one's awesome, and then. <laughs> <laughs> There is one song in particular that I think, you know, it, it still resonates with. It is actually uh, the, the rearrangement of Saruta Baruta, and it's called uh, Outside the Walls of Windhurst. Uh, and this was actually, surprisingly, this was one of the original four that I did uh, before the big long hiatus. Um, and you don't really know what it is about never really been able to identify, you know, if it's the instrument choices that I, that I made or... I don't know what it is, or if it's just that I'm biased because I was a Taru from, you know, Wind. I, I was about to say, you know what? What it probably boils down to is, were you a Taru, A, and B, was your original nation Winders? Because I, I feel sort of the same kind of connection with Bastok a lot of the times. You know, I've done, obviously, the other nation quests since, but I still feel that connection every time I go back into Bastok and go, ah... It's home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like yeah. as soon as you hear the, it's it's great. Wait, how's that? Joke? I'm not gonna sing again. It's already been a singing episode. It's musical enough. Yeah, this is a musical episode. Yes, the musisode. What? What? Interesting though. I mean, I've let a couple different people listen to to the album uh, today, and um, most of said the same thing this one track I, I really do know it is you know when they, they I, Stokian uh, but this song is still you know one of the ones that I enjoyed the most I, I really don't know what it is but it this is some, some of the other people too he cut out there yeah. yeah. I'll have to probably edit it. You'll have to probably say that again just because of the cutout. Yeah. The song resonates with me and it seems to resonate with some of the other people who have listened to the album. So it's uh, it's been great. Nice. Cool. So, so. I guess the one of our final questions for you, of course, uh, you know, you've spent so much time dealing with the land of Vanny Gill and and sort of developing this as, as sort of your your staple project in terms of you know uh, your work and your uh, your particular your your skill set. Um, do you have any future projects that you have planned in terms of uh, you know maybe revitalizing something like Ocarina of Time or or something maybe else that you're into? Like say, awesome. I'm not trying to push you or anything to say yeah. that you should do Ocarina of Time, but yes, or Majora's Mask or anything like that. Uh, I don't even know Majora's Mask. I downloaded it in the Wii. Oh, I haven't played it. What? 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 I haven't it's tried good. it. So, was, was Majora's Mask really that much better than when? I, I mean, it was, uh, it, was it wasn't better, but it was good. Yeah, it was. It was I didn't good. like you. 
I don't know. It looked like the same game to me. Yeah. <laughs> Did you play it? Ever? I only played like the beginning okay, part. Okay, just go on. It was just like it was different enough. Yeah. Right. But it's difficult, which makes it awesome. I think that's why people got so frustrated. I don't know. You know what? I, I loved Ocarina of Time. It's still till this difficult game. does not equal frustrating though. Yeah. yeah. It does. Like, oh, hey, you're about to beat the boss. Oh, moon fell. That's what a, that's what a WoW player would think. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you just oh, went Am I, I right or am I right? You oh. just went there on a fun I went there. I'm not afraid to go there. Podcast. I'm not a, Rock, I live Rock. there. That's where I live. <laughs> <laughs> So regardless, 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 Tweaks, do you have any other future projects planned in terms of, uh, you know, where you'd like to take your music and your and your production from here? Yeah, I mean, the, the short answer is yes. Um, there, there are projects that I have in mind. There are a couple that, that I'm currently working on. I haven't announced anything yet. Um, you know, the Land of Anadil was, was very much a springboard to see whether or not I would enjoy something like this. Uh, and I mean, I loved working on the album, absolutely. Uh, but having to, to kind of discover for myself is that, you know, the Land of Anadil, I think I enjoyed so much because of the, the history that I have with Final Fantasy XI. I don't really have that history with any other game uh, other than FF11. So the question is, will I, you know, find this pleasure in the other in, in you know future projects i don't know uh, but if this is any indication it, it i think it will be amazing and uh and, you know i can't i won't i won't give any specifics but i will say that there are uh, other projects that are right now uh and so far they have been a lot of fun so i'm, I'm hoping to release more information on these uh a lot back than, than the timeline that i took for final fantasy <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I you know I think you. that's one of the yeah. Go ahead, Joe. No, I was just gonna say I can tell you just by listening to the previews, it was worth the wait. It's freaking beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It I, I think it's amazing. one of those things as a uh, as a Final Fantasy XI player and, and you know someone that's played this game as long as you know a, a lot of us have. I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, most of us that are involved with the show have been playing Eleven since you know it was released in North America or yeah. maybe not even sooner and. You think back at you know our history in the game and, and sort of each of our own backgrounds and having something like this to come out, it's just it's just one of those nice little cherries on top of the cake where you, you truly feel that you know this is one of the only communities in terms of uh, an MMO where you'll have people who you know take on a passion project like this, you know to mm. recreate a lot of those tracks where you know a lot of us who maybe who have quit the game you know years past and you know maybe come back here and there can still appreciate each and every single one of those tracks like i said when i listened to the uh the previews themselves i was like wow this is awesome it just brings me right back into that nostalgia and exactly what i felt you know when i got into this game you know all those years ago and uh you know obviously when we think in terms of you know future projects you know we obviously hope that you know you might take another look at maybe some of the expansions and in particular and that kind of thing be a little bit of Ragnarok, maybe a little bit of Sanctuary Zita, <laughs> maybe poke, 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 poke. Hmm? Honey, yeah. That's one question I've been so far is will you make a volume two? Will you work on the expansions? And, you know, there, there is a part that still wonders. And, you know, I don't know until the project is released if, you know, choosing not to not to focus on the expansions will come back and bite me if people will, will resent that on some level. You know, I, I have no way of knowing right now. Um, 
you know, there. I'll tell you right now, if you resent this man's projects, you're going to feel the wrath of Bursty. Yeah, like, it, he's creating a demand. Yeah. Can, you, can you really threaten people with Canadian wrath, though? I mean, what is... No, you, I don't you know he can. The wrath of Bursty is not no, threatening. Because Canadians have, like, apologeticness. That's what Canadian magic, which gets rid of all the regular bacon with crappy Canadian bacon. So, so yeah, he's serious. like that kind of magic. No, it's, it's really bad magic. As the French in so... Canada would say, it's le and good. It's le good, okay? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's how we were. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. that's you know what? That's awesome, Tweaks. I'm happy, uh, of course, that you sort of selected Pet Food Alpha to be your your sort of venue for uh, you know promoting your album. Uh, I have a couple other things. That, you know what I thought of after the fact? Um, you know, one of the things I I I'm sort of big on is uh, obviously your ability right now to sort of take this opportunity to. You know, promote yourself in any way, sort of shape, possible. Um, is this album uh, going to be available for people on iTunes, or how are people going to be able to uh, get a hold of this album? Oh, great question. Um, well, the album is, and I, I cannot say this emphatically enough, the album is completely. I, I, I'm it's sorry, completely you cut, cut out. out. Is this saying? a mystery? Or are you trying to be like Camate at uh, the Vanifest, or what? Are you trying to, you know, keep it a secret? You said it was completely, completely and it cut out. It's, it, it, what I was going to say is that it is completely unattainable. It costs way too much. Nobody can afford uh, Oh. Oh. All right. Oh, um, okay. So as hosts, are you going to give us a copy and then we can, you know, just, you know, listen and then tell people how good it is and then not share? Because that would be cool. Yeah. I like being in the Cool Kids Club. I like being in the Cool Kids Club, you know, exclusiveness. It's funny because yeah. Joe thinks he's part of the Cool Kids Club. Oh, unattainable. You say it's unattainable, but it, and it's way too expensive. If, if you guys want to get a hold of this, just go ahead and, uh, you know, throw uh, 5 million gil over at Tweaks. We're PFA. We at PFA are yeah. pretty ballin'. But no, no, seriously, all kidding aside, it is completely free anybody can download it um and where to go is there's just one site that you can go to and and it will be ready for download uh at let's see it'll be ready at midnight eastern standard time on august 1st and it the the site that you need to go to is landofvanadeal.com all one word no slashes hyphens or anything like that nice perfect and is there like a paypal if we want to say donate to quote-unquote buy the album for you or Donation, uh, a donation button. You know, download the album. Honestly, it was interesting. When I originally was going to do this, I was thinking that I might actually try and sell the album. But then I, you know what? People need to hear the music from Eleven. A lot of people never mm. play. Yeah. Right. I want to. I want to. I want to apologize for the the audio tweaks audio. Not sure what's uh, what's going on there. It's uh, it's kind of hard to hear him. Like, we did a microphone test when we started the episode. It, it seemed like it was fine. It seems like when he starts talking, it's fine, but he kind of trails off and then dies and then comes hey, back. Well, so I apologize. If, it's, if I'm sorry. editing this, guys, if worse comes to worse, we do have this written up already. And you know what the thing is? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to re-record it because, like, when you re-record an laugh. interview like that, it's yeah, not as organic yeah, and it's just not... It's disingenuous, yeah. so it, 
I, I want to keep it the way that it is, but uh, I, I do, I do want to, you know, have you keep in touch so that we can kind of touch base with you uh, after after the album. And I think release, one of the things so. that we'll do, of course, for those of you that are listening now, you'll probably already realize this, but in the actual post itself, we'll include that website for you, uh, tweak so that way uh, anybody who's listening to the episode, if they have any interest, they can just link link themselves to the website and the link. <laughs> if they have be... any interest, of course they have of interest. Course they can have interest. It's free. If you're not downloading this, you think too highly of yourself. That's all I'm mm-hmm. going to say. You are thinking too mm-hmm. highly of yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Tweaks, one of the other questions that came up in my mind is, of course, I think uh, one of the things that our listeners are likely to uh, to be interested in after they listen to this episode and listen to your uh, to your album is uh, ways in which they can get a hold of you personally. Do you have a Twitter handle or anything like that you'd like to share with our listeners? Uh, you can see me at Twitter. Tweaks Gaming Geek. Tweaks is spelled T-W-E-E-X. Tweaks Gaming Geek, and then I'm also on Facebook as well under the exact same name. Okay, so people can just search you up and lad you, and hopefully, of course, uh, you will, because I would think at the very least, if you're interested in something like having a Volume 2 released, that's the man you need to talk to, the man who produces the music himself. It's Tweaks, man. Awesome job. And I got that's credit. I'm, I, I don't. I cannot remember who exactly, but I, you know, back when I first started this in 2009, I, uh, I sent some of the original tracks to some of you guys. Uh, who, who can you? Do you guys remember who I sent that to? I'm the new guy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been around, but that's just because they fed me oh. once. So I wouldn't leave them alone. I'm gonna guess it was Fusion. I don't even know yeah, anymore. Fusion's the keener. So oh, when to start promoting so i was like okay i gotta contact you guys like I reach out to them first <laughs> well we are the longest running final fantasy 11 podcast we're, we're also running. right now the only final fantasy 11 podcast <laughs> so <laughs> we win you know what winning. <laughs> winning do i need to play the sound effect no no you don't it's okay no. Not be necessary. Winning. God, boy. <laughs> Winning. Oh, man. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Tweaks. I'm glad you yeah. picked us because, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where, uh, you know, Fusion had kind of brought this up a few weeks ago, and I'm like, what? Somebody did, like, a remix album? And then when he linked me to it, I was listening to the tracks. Like I said, when I listened to the preview that you had released, it was totally impressive because like i said you know being someone with a musical background it's just something you can totally have an appreciation for somebody taking the time and and remixing that and especially in the orchestral way you chose it was totally a uh i don't want to quote ron burgundy but it was very classy wow <laughs> very classy it reeked of rich mahogany wow that is mahogany <laughs> Fusion, are you a little bit vain? What's this next part of the episode? Fusion, I, I wanted to talk are about. Are you the... vain? What is yes. this? No, I think this is his sort of like version of Cribs, and he's Sorry, just going to do it. Right. No, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about some of the stuff that they came out around Vanifest because I think some of it is really cool, and I think uh, you know a lot of people are missing out on it because of uh, you know the uh, exclusivity in Japan right now. Vegan corner where he talks about. How to make a vegan dish. I like being vegan. How to make a vegan. 
since this game's been I make all my I make all my dishes out of porcelain, so you really don't have to worry about Do you have like superpowers now because you're better than us or what? Dude, I've had superpowers. I don't know where you've been. That's why he has an X at the end of his name. He has X powers. Exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. It's the X. The X gives superpowers. What were you doing rolling around in all that toxic waste? I was trying to get superpowers. That's the silliest thing I've ever heard. Silly, yes. Stupid, yes. I was trying to get superpowers, and all I got was this X on the end of my name. Yeah, right? <laughs> but no, I think uh, you know a lot of the stuff that they did release uh, over, especially at Vanifest, uh, is really cool. And not a lot of people know about you know some of the stuff that came out, and I think it would be good to... Uh, Maybe build some awareness to see if maybe we can get more of this stuff over here. So for those of you that aren't already following Raffle Dirk on Twitter, you need to because he's tweeted all the pictures of his collection in the last week or two. I've noticed this. I've been yeah, I was, I was I was cleaning house a little bit. And I, I found all my, well, I didn't, I should say I found it, but I, I got all of it out. And I was like, damn, I have way more than I remember. Like, so, I, I have, like, like the title talisman. I forgot I even had the title talisman. Like, I got it, I redeemed the code, and I put it back in the box. So Not, to, was, not to say that I didn't buy it just for the in-game code. It's a collector's item. Gotta, uh, yeah. I, I've always said I wouldn't have minded having a, a title talisman myself. If I didn't have to pay 50 bucks for it, then yeah, that'd be nice. It was, but... it was, it was like more than that, but... But I don't... It's well, I still wear my title See, talisman. All the pictures pop made me jealous. You yeah. know, you know the thing I the thing I'm kind of upset I never got was the the dog tag. Oh, for the dog yeah. tags. Yeah, that was what a few years ago they did the dog tags. Yeah, right? yeah, I didn't Character get one. Game server. Oh wow, I forgot about those. Yeah, a little sad I didn't get them, but I didn't have the money at the time. Those were like what 120 or something. Yeah, they were, they, were, they were expensive. But isn't a Shadow Lord statue just as expensive? Like, wasn't it 129 bucks? Uh, no, Shadow Lord is like 200 plus. It was like 220. Shadow Did you get those for your shrine? Shadow Lord's way up there. I do not have a Shadow Lord well, statue. If anyone out there wants to send me a Shadow Lord statue, I would not be opposed to... Uh, accepting the, tr- the so, mail charges to, to ship that heavy brick of, you know, right. Peter. what to use. <laughs> I'll send you a Shadow Lord statue if you send me that wall scroll. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You, you do realize that's nowhere even near. Like it has avatars on it. It doesn't matter. If you want him to send you that statue, you got to send him a brick of gold and that wall scroll. <laughs> I don't think one I can get the wall ingot. scroll. What gold it got? <laughs> that's what I should I get him online in Japan. Maybe Elmer will send you one, Joe. Yeah, no, I've been talking to him. Oh, speaking of that, uh, before we get to fusion swag, I actually got my CD from Elber today. So I got the you. same one, and I'm cooler because I got it first. So man. well, yeah, but I got it from winning a contest because I guessed right. So haha. See, so, thanks, Elmer. If you listen. Well, so uh, anyway, first item I wanted to bring up because this this one is the really cool one that I would really love to see brought over uh, to uh, other regions and localized. Uh, it's the 10th anniversary memorial book. Uh, this thing is really awesome. It's basically it's like a giant concept art book. Um, it's also got messages from uh, some of the developers in it. It's got a lot of uh, census data from the last 10 years. It also has this really big... It's basically a timeline of all the big things that happened around with the game. You know, all the big additions to, uh, you know, the patches and stuff. It's like, you know, 
okay, we had this event. Here's, you know, the exclusive items we had for, you know, this winter event. You know, this is when the YouTube channel went live and, you know, all this kind of stuff like that. And it's really cool. Uh, and I, I really wish that, you know, there were ways for more people to get a hold of this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really cool. It also comes with the, uh, the Madraga guard, little, uh, shield. So if you see people walking around with a little Madraga shield on their arm, that's where they got it. But, oh, uh, wow. Yeah. I saw that Twitter picture you put up with your character and all the Madragora gear that you've accumulated now. <laughs> Yeah, I, I got a I got a lot of little event items, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely really cool. Um, they could probably no. feature they could probably feature your uh, your Final Fantasy XI character on that TLC show Hoarders. <laughs> they they probably yeah, could. that's true. I would probably be an probably interesting. Call. It would be an interesting show. I mean, they would not only show like the the whole room that you filled with Final Fantasy XI stuff. But it would also right. show, you know, your character's mog host, and because I know you collect, you collect pretty much every furniture item in the game, don't you? The only, the only rare furniture items I don't have right now are the No Man Moogle statue and the Odin statue. And I guess, I guess the kitchen. If you want to get really crazy, but uh... did you ever get them on a mule or anything? Because you could send them to yourself now, eh? What? If you ever got the statues that you don't have on a mule, I don't. I don't do scene. mules. I don't do mules. Oh, <laughs> I don't do mules. I don't. Man. That's that's not a thing that I do. Oh, I don't. Man. I don't do. I'm not gonna pay the extra buck. It's a oh, doll. I know. That's why I said I'm not gonna pay the extra buck. Up oh, the extra buck would be eight dollar. I'm not gonna pay an extra dollar. Yeah. It's just not, well, I guess you're playing 14 too. I really hope you know they didn't answer that question in our interview with them, but I really hope that they do consider that because that's one thing I'm really hoping for. That you know, for those of us that play 11 and 14, that you know they do hook us up with something. Yeah, that would be nice because they offered that for a while, didn't they? Yeah, it like was way when it first came out. 7.99, I think, a month for 11 you, for a while. It it dropped yeah. a few bucks off of the the sub for a while. Yeah, but it was, it was a temp thing. I don't I don't get why it was only temporary. That was weird. Yeah. Well, that was back when sense. you know they thought it would kind of succeed and say that it was released <laughs> in, and that just kind of you hey, know fell to ground a burning meteor. So. Yeah. Oh well, two point yeah. around the corner, peeps. Yep. But fuse, I gotta say, looking at the pictures that you posted of the. Uh, art book on twitter i am mad jelly good sir oh it's very it's cool it's jelly. uh it's 189 pages i thought you were gonna say dollars wow. <laughs> no the, the yeah. time you won't, won't get to see these pictures unless you take a look at at raffle dirk right at yeah i mean they got you know winders concepts off they have mob concept art and yeah like there's the concept art for sky there. right there that's like kind of mind-blowingly awesome yeah, yeah there's like there's there's early uh concept art for like ninja af and, and samurai wow. af and samurai af was originally like a like a white or like a gray and black ninja oh, wow. af was like bluish i would it, i would be okay with blue ninja yeah. af almost reminds me of uh the shurasogi set except blue and orange instead of like orange. that would be cool though that would have been really cool that would have been really cool yeah ranger's a little so different cool. Dragoon had a freaking shield. I don't know what that's all about. He <laughs> <laughs> probably wanted you to use like a uh, joy use and a shield for dirt. Yeah. 
Oh, God. Although I don't know what Final, Final Fantasy lore that would have been linked in with because Dirgs have always had a polar. <laughs> well, um, do you remember uh, back when there was the Chocobo with the, the guy on the Chocobo with the spear and the shield from like when Wings of the Gods was like first being like sort of teased and stuff? No. People thought, oh, Chocobo Knight or whatever. So no, anyway, I, no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> The concept art of like the guy. Battle of Juno that had zero to do with the new jobs. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that. People were like, oh my god, awesome. And like, you know what else yeah. is, is cool too, and this is in here. They have uh they actually show it's it's god, this is how much of a nerd I am, right? They the first few pages they are showing off uh all the different, you know, artwork for like the expansions and stuff, right? They have the the two different ones for COP, they you know were like the lighter and the darker one, and then the same with Otter Gone. Then they show the one for uh, Wings of the Goddess, but there's actually a piece of Amano artwork that they don't show for Wings of the Goddess. Hmm, it's one? the one where the where the, the all the guys are like rushing out of the, like the maw. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's uh, it's I got no Exit Miles, Miles like coming out of like a Tamos. Don't remember this. Oh, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't used as like cover art. So maybe that's why it, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, how long ago was here. that? Wings of the Goddess. Artwork. So that was uh, 2007. At the mall. Yeah, 2007, 2008 ish. Yeah, seven, seven. Wow. It's I don't know if it's if you can even find it online, but yeah. I was going through. I'm like, oh, where's that picture? That's how much of a nerd I am. But the, the outside of the book is pretty cool. It's got the uh, the Vanadil uh, Amano map around the cover, kind of like kind of like the Atlas did, except this is like a million times better than the Atlas, even though I can't understand a single word printed in it. But that's okay. <laughs> did you get it off of Amazon or uh, this one? You can't. This book you can order online. Um, okay. Play, Play Asia has it. You know, Amazon. I think in Japan is is how I acquired it. They did have it for sale at Vanifest. Um, the book is in Japanese, so heads up on that. The the, the concept art is kind of cool to look at, though. So, um, okay, rap. Other stuff. If you uh, ain't speaking Japanese. You ain't reading my language. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought I thought your language was Canadian. No, that's from Epic Meal Time. What did the guy say? If you ain't speaking Guapanese, you ain't speaking my language. Wow. Does they make that guacamole on the one episode? I don't know. No. I don't, I've been oh, watching okay. too much of that stuff. Yeah, you have. Um, Watch it every week. It's all good. After Ed Manifest, we're like, yeah, we're going to see if we can get some of this merchandise made available to you guys. Um, so oh, we got on the artwork. We got pens and a and the, yes. the cushions. Uh, Here's an idea that works. Whatever you make available to the JP community, make available to us because we will buy it. And it's here's, much here's in your the pocket. problem, right? In in regards to the book, there's a publisher. The publisher may be you know Japanese only. May not have you know like there's there's a million reasons yeah. I'm sure they could be behind it. That being said, they need to do a better job of, of that kind of thing. Um, Depends they have to realize there's so much community in North America and in other areas of the world that you can't always just have things that are in JP. Like it, it, you know, I understand obviously that's where they sort of act as their headquarters, but on the same token, you can't leave people like us. Well, it's, it, you know, it is their headquarters, but I think Square Enix Europe is is the biggest branch now after uh, IDOS. Yeah, 
But, but I mean, Square Enix has always had trouble with localization of anything. I mean, if you think right. about it, they, they, they're coming out of their bubble a bit more now uh, with, you know, stuff like simultaneous release dates. But still, I mean, it's it's kind of backwards. It's, it's strange. I, I don't really understand it. Right. Um, so, yeah, we got we got cushions and then pens. Pens. Um, there's two pens set. There's a brown one with a goblin on top and a blue one with a crab on top. And you get the uh, little in-game items that are clubs with them on top. Uh, each one will give you, a, you know, either a, a crab costume or a goblin costume. Uh, and if, they have, like, hit effects, too. So if you hit something with the crab one, there's bubbles. If you hit them with the goblin one, it's like gill that flies around, which is kind of cool. Um, those sold out pretty quick on the North America Pens. store. Uh, Keychains, these are reprints that they've... Uh, there was a post a couple weeks ago. Uh, up on topics about all this merchandise that was available. Um, the keychains are the same ones that have been around for, for quite a while now, um, but they reprinted them, um, and those sold out really fast, um, and they have been sold out, you know, for forever. Uh, oh. So I don't know if they're going to do another run, or if you're... If they are listening, please do another run. Please do another the run. Fact, I didn't the fact get a chance that they to get sold them. out so fast should be a hint that they need to make more. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. I mean, when you're Enough. in a business and you're in the money-making business and you sell these little things that cost you nothing to make. Well, and, and, you know, my, my big question is, sell too. Them. People want this, them. This one just boggles <laughs> the mind, right? Winders always sells out first. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it's because everybody's a little Taru junkie. I can okay? remember Vanifest <laughs> waiting in line at the merch booth, and there's someone at the register, we're out of Winders keychains. And everyone's like, aww. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> I guess I'll have to settle for Bastok. <laughs> Actually, uh, Bastok was the first one I got. It's funny you say. I think, Steak, I got you a Winders keychain, didn't I? No? <laughs> I think you did. There you no, go. I have it. I'm is it on your is it, right here. Now, here's, 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 here's a it. test. Is it on your authenticator? No. Uh, no. No. No, I, I got, I got the, uh, the Bastok keychain and the fifth anniversary keychain. My, my authenticator does not leave yeah. my house. Neither does mine. Am I the only one in this group who does not who does not have a keychain? Um, probably. No. I don't have a keychain. Yes. I'm from Canada, though, and that's probably the only reason why. Oh, yeah, probably. Valid. Nothing gets. Dude, I got like I got like three bursts. Do you want one? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. If you want to pay the shipping? They ship it up to Not Canada. Really. Not really. <laughs> it costs you a million dollars to ship it here. We don't. Need we don't use them up here, you know. We just make bacon and eggs. Mm. You, you don't need keys. Beer. You don't need and keys the for the horses. And the beers. Oh. The beers. The beers. Uh, the beers. Bears. Then there's the cushions. Um, at Vanifest, there was the. You have to tell me about these cushions, Fusion. Like, what kind of cushions are they? You say cushions, like are they cushions? cushions. Chairs, you just put them They're on like little, like pillowy plush. Think. I think that you like, ordered some because I saw think you. Tweet of, think of a giant, like well, I don't know, giant. I'm not sure how big they are. It's a plush goblin head or a plush Mandy head, basically. You throw it on your. Is it like big enough to like put at the Maybe. top of your bed and sleep? See, on? That's like, the thing; they, they don't give any dimensions, so yeah, it, they don't give massive. dimensions on it. 
and I feel bad because they're like it could be massive. Like 40 bucks. Was it expensive? Oh. So 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 I'm waiting. Whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm waiting until you get yours. Whoa. Take a picture of yeah, it. And yeah, yeah. I will. I will. I have ordered mine. They have shipped. Um, and and I'll get into that in a few minutes. Um, <laughs> You're gonna get a dude like, hey, we got a delivery. <laughs> Back it up, boys! <laughs> like, oh my god! Turns out I, I actually purchased like the uh, right, the twenty foot tall inflatable goblin yeah. head. Holy crap, guys! Like wavy, flaily eleven couch. Yeah. You got a freight elevator. Uh, they also <laughs> had <laughs> because all delivery people are from the Bronx. It's true. <laughs> hey, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Another hey, thing that they yeah. had at Vanifest uh, was the uh, the wall scroll that, that, that Joe is very jealous of. It has uh, all the evidence, <sighs> it, including Phoenix, oh, which yeah. is pretty cool. Uh, they also had a, a little clear file, a little folder with, with the same uh, art on it. It's pretty cool. Uh, have have you up. taken a picture of just the wall scroll yet? Yep. Yes, Twitter. Yes. Oh, I haven't seen uh, that one. If you aren't following, thinking awesome. too highly of yourself. Oh, I, I'm totally following. I just must have missed that one. I saw, I saw the big kind of pile of everything, but I didn't see the individual pictures. Uh, uh, time to go back. T-shirt with the, the tenth cool. anniversary you logo. See what, yeah, you can see what pictures he's uploading. Just go and look at them individually. Yep. Uh, yeah. I they need to do more shirts. Like Joe was like, I got a Bass Talk shirt. I never, I never got any of the Nation shirts. Yeah, kind of wish I did. Well, Again, all this stuff, it makes no sense to me. All this stuff costs next to nothing for them to make. So why not just, like, mass produce it and offer it for everybody? Because they, don't they ship it off from Hong Kong. Because if they only have a few available, you'll pay well, more. What are they selling no. shirts for each? 29 bucks, 30 bucks. It was only at Vanifest where they were selling the shirt. shirt. Oh. My shirt, when I got it at, um, I think I got it at, like, 30 Oh seven or oh eight. Mine was maybe twenty five or something. Because it was they had them it was the last day, and they did you like could a buy them online for a while. They had the nation shirts. I think they were third. Yeah, yeah. Um, like they need to, they need to bring some of this stuff back. Yeah, you can't keep shafting us North Americans. We like this stuff. We're mm-hmm. all about the little meticulous, you know, having a collector's room and stuff. Come on. You know what I would love to see, and I have. My- and I have no idea what the hell they would bundle with it. I want to see a collector's edition of Adeline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you I know what's I don't know what line. they would have. Maybe like a, a nice like the, the thing sh- of the Amano map. I don't know. But no, I want to put the Shadow Lord statue in there. That that's <laughs> yeah. the collector's edition I want. Two hundred fifty dollars collector's edition. <laughs> I, you know what? I want like the Amano map as a wall scroll or a yeah. giant poster. That would be badass. We will get some poster or something like that if you pre-order from like GameStop or something. Mm-hmm. They always do stuff like that, right? Yeah, I don't know what they what would they have with the collector's edition of Adeline. I, I mean, like they could do like a print of the of the new map, right? But that'd be cool. There's got to be something else. I don't know. I remember that'd when be- I I still have it. Um, when I pre-ordered Eleven from EB Games which we still have in Canada for some reason. I don't know. I figured they would have been GameStops by now. But anyways, when I pre-ordered 11 and I got my original copy from EB Games, I got a Final Fantasy 11 mouse pad, and I still use it until oh. this day. You know what You know what I have? Because I'm a, a geek and all that. 
What's I've that? got a music box that was JP only uh, pre-order bonus for the Windows version of Final Fantasy XI. I hate I you guys so kid. much. <laughs> I to for the PS2 version. What's that? I never really got anything when I bought the PS2 version. I bought the hard drive for my PlayStation 2, and I remember all I got was just, like, the actual big box itself. For your PS fat. Came with a PlayStation 2. It was almost the same size as the actual PlayStation 2 yeah. box. Oh, it, right. it, it was. It was huge. They still have them on eBay. This is this is how how ridiculous my my eleven collection is. I have a freaking Final Fantasy eleven phone card. All right, (laughs) that's how ridiculous this is. Oh man! I also have the uh, the Lord of Vermilion cards. I've got Final Fantasy eleven. Someone sent me Final Fantasy eleven. Yeah, I want those stickers. Did I show you those stickers? We're gonna do. We're gonna start our. Didn't you actually remember somebody sent us an email with? Uh, that sticker that he found inside like a gumball machine and it had the uh, Hume female in it. Oh yeah, that was totally weird. What the hell are you t- are you talking about that? the the little thing with the Q for queen? It was the it was like the remote that, control yeah, thing. Gumball thing. What the hell? That's what it was from. It was from gumball machine. It was what? it wasn't a gumball. No, it no, was it on one of those little like, like a remote little kid things where they had like a picture that represented a letter of the alphabet and it was Q oh, for yeah, queen yeah. and it was the Hume. Oh. The, Brown. You for Queen. Oh, oh that's what it was. What yeah. The hell, dude. You <laughs> for Queen. I think it, you know what? Square needs to look into that. <laughs> and, uh, anyway, last but not least, uh, they had a couple CDs uh, that were new at uh, Vanifest. Can't get either of these online yet. I I would assume that this will change. Uh, probably not iTunes. They pulled all their stuff off of iTunes. I don't know. What the deal still, is with that? I still don't understand why. I mean, it's been iTunes, gone. It's been off for a while. So, iTunes, I, I would know. think, is the easiest way to promote they're, your they're stuff. Pr- they're, they're probably making the mistake of having it exclusive to their online shop. Yeah. Um, Just a suggestion: well, tweaks. You should get your album on iTunes. Well, see, it's that's free. the problem, though, because then you know you I have I, I have to pay for that. Oh, if you I, have if to- I, Oh yeah, because I mean, if you sell something through iTunes, they take a cut of it. Um, uh-huh. Even if you, yeah, I, even if you do it for free, like if you have like a free app that you that you let people download, you still have to pay for that. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll well, uh, find that. It, it kind of stinks. I just figured for convenience sake, because I think a lot of people. I don't think we've ever paid we iTunes app, Subscribe to us on iTunes. I've never had. I we don't have an app, but you could. Can't you? Even if you put it on there for because free, it, you can't. The, 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 reason you, the reason you don't have to pay for the podcast is, is iTunes doesn't host the podcast files you guys do. Oh, right. Right. Oh, so I, like I, I, like oh, I, I, I actually okay. have an album on uh, iTunes. It's my debut album, but people pay for it. iTunes takes a cut of it, and then I get whatever's left. Oh. How much do they take, you don't mind me asking? It's about 10%. Oh. Well, I guess that makes it worth their while. Yeah, it does, but I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's just money on the. It's I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna buy it for them. I mean, they're, they're just go. like, yeah, you, we don't have to make the content. We'll just make all the money off of it. It's a brilliant plan. Yeah, I'm sure they've made millions. It is. Brilliant. We'll host the files. And there you go. No, but how long ago did they pull all of the FF11 stuff off? I, I didn't know that they did. Wild. They yeah, they pulled all the. A few months. Well, I should say all. Oh, there's a few. There's a select few bits of of SC stuff still on there, but it's not really anything worth mentioning. Are the 
Are the star onions still on there, or is that off too? That's off. Wow. Gone. Gone. uh, There's a new uh, two CDs. One is a battle track CD. It has all the different battle music. Comes with uh, one of the. uh, Oh, it's it's not the Maestro's wand. It's the other one that came out. There were two in that patch. One was the Maestro's wand. It came with the Vanacon DVD. Or if you went to Vanacon, then there was the other one. It's it's the same kind of thing. It's the little the Mandy with the, the little kind of conductor baton. Um, then the other one was the uh, Final Fantasy XI Chiptune album, which is really cool. It's got uh, ten tracks on it. It's got you know like uh, the opening, awakening, uh, recollection, uh, airship, Vanadil Mark. Pretty cool stuff. So uh, yeah, keep an eye out for the for that. Hopefully they release it. Did, did, did they give any indication of when they might do they that? They didn't give any indication that they would. Oh, they okay. said that they were looking to making some of this merchandise available, and then shortly after we had pens and a cushion. So <laughs> whether they're going to do any more of this, um, there is the Final Fantasy VII concert coming up in September. Maybe yeah. they'll have some there. I don't know. Um, there's also the 25th anniversary concert. Uh, coming up in Chicago in I think that's in December. Maybe they'll have stuff there. I don't know. Um, oh. But yeah, they need to, they need to make this stuff uh, more more easily available to people because yeah. the stuff is this is this is really cool. At more least just some digital downloads. Yeah, I mean they could they could I mean just release it as a as an app or something. Read it on your you know your iPod or something or your iPad rather and. Maybe one of these days. One of these days we'll be able to. Silly Maybe Square we'll Enix. Oh, right. Square Enix, how you are the bane of all of our existence, yet we love you. Speaking of bane of all existence, <laughs> so with with the... there's Square Enix has two stores online. They have the, the Square Enix online store, and then they have the, uh, the Square Enix online shop. The shop is where you buy... Like all the play art stuff from you know the keychains, the cushions, the pens, you know all this stuff that we've been talking about. Um, yeah, where you where you spent all your earnings for the past three months. There's there's a big there's a big, <laughs> big big giant flaming stinking pile of doo doo with the online shop. The only way that you can pay for orders on the online shop, click and buy, is through click and buy. Oh, your favorite company. It's 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 not just my favorite company. It's everybody's favorite company. Alpha will know that pet that Fusion X chooses to pay with. Click I mean, and buy. can you can you imagine like all the Final Fantasy XI sub people? They're like, oh wow, cool new merchandise. I'm gonna go buy some. I mean, uh, Click and buy. Uh, what? I do not understand why they even deal with that company. I mean, obviously they were pressured to a point where they had to switch. Well, here's to here's my problem, right? Like there there was this big thing where everybody was pressuring them to find, you know, alternative uh, payment methods, and they finally did. But it doesn't apply to their online shop. Yeah, I, I, honestly, so if, if there's an item on there that I want, I'll search other places first before I per- pick it up from them. If it's yeah. on Amazon, I'll pick it up on Amazon. And that's the other thing is, is Amazon. How much would it cost them to set up an Amazon store? Well, and, 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 and you know, the other issue is the shipping because they ship it from Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Here's 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 
the 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 great circle that is the SC online shop. You have to or you order it on the NA store. You pay via click and buy, which goes to an account registered by Square Enix's London office. What? And then it ships from Hong Kong. What? Yeah. But don't forget, that's it's like, got to make a stop in Homeland Security and yeah, everywhere like else. Mod- my my keychains went back and forth between Kentucky and California five times for some kind of toxic <laughs> control crap. My cushions right now are being held because they need to be processed to be reviewed by the Food and Drug Administration. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> bogus. bogus. That's bogus. Why can't they just ship it? They just they, no. They, they, the problem with your cushions is that they need to wait for the guy <laughs> from the Bronx to get two cushions. My cushions never made it to Kentucky, house. though. They want to make it's sure the keychains that made it to Kentucky oh, and then to California and then to Kentucky and then to California and then to Kentucky and then it's yeah. it's ridiculous. Hey, you'll get them eventually. I hope so. <laughs> you know. You'll get them. They'll be all like so. cut off, like knife marks. Oh, oh my god, dude! I would. I would like an explanation. I would like an explanation as to why my cushions had to be evaluated by the FDA. Does, do, do these come <laughs> with free sandwiches? So that brings me to a more like exciting to part that I'm sure people are more interested in. So when you bought these keychains, because they're the reprints that they had available at stuff like Tokyo Game Show after 2007, they have codes. For Moogle caps. Oh. Oh. I already Why used one. I oh. I've already used one. So now I have a Moogle cap and a Nomad cap because I'm cool like that. He's so I have, cool an extra, I have an extra Forger. Moogle cap code laying around. Dibs. That, that I will give to somebody. Um, so you but want I, to give it up to a listener? Is that what you're saying? I'm thinking a listener, right? Well, then we should come up with some kind of. Well, nobody, nobody really, nobody really listens to the Here, show. I'll tell you, so I'll tell you, you what. Here's the idea: you, you need to mm. incorporate uh-huh. the twitters somehow. Twitters. We yes, should twatters, yes. something put on where Don't you, worry. I know that you, you like take a, one of your Twitter pictures and like have it maybe for somebody who retweets the picture more times. Mm. What about um? <laughs> I was not yet. Or- riddle- yeah, make a riddle. Make a riddle or something, and have an answer being one of a your several. That's so lame. Somebody Tell you what, here's, here's, here's how we're going to do this. Yeah. Here's how we're going to do this. I want to see your collection of 11 stuff, whether it's real stuff or in-game. I want to see some type of special or rare collection. So we're making our own PSP version of Horde. Okay, so hosts hosts yeah, of Petrodelpha do not count. However, tweaks, if you can... You I don't can have anything. That. You guys, you know... You do, the, you have an album of music. That counts for something. Uh, I guess it does. Yeah, but I, don't, I don't think of it that way. Like I don't have all the cool swag. That's what I, I want. Have swag either. I have a mouse pad. That's what I have. <laughs> and and you I know that's that's a thing. If you have some, even even one cool bit of of eleven swag, but I'll take. Thing, but I, I, the only the only swag I have from eleven is a massive credit card bill of every time they charge me. <laughs> that's all I have. Yeah, can I- my credit card last year does that count or the last does that count we will count it yeah so go ahead count it it can be you know if you have a bunch of you know i like that i like google stuff in game or whatever if you have like mandy themed stuff rare items in game uh you know stuff in real life 
take so a how picture. Do you want to tweet it? You to can or? email email us hosts, uh, or I'm sorry, petfoodalpha at gamerscape.com. Tweet at us, petfoodalpha, and uh, if we get any tweets, I'll uh, pick the one I like the most. And uh, <laughs> you'll get like one guy who'll be like, uh, "Well, here's here's ready. the thing, all right? Here's how we're gonna play this. If we don't get any by the time we record the next episode, I'm just gonna give it to one of you guys." Yeah, dibs. So you guys, dibs. you guys have a chance. So I don't, you, I'll, you just have, I'll just have you guys fight to the death. Guys, we want guys. pictures, listeners. Too. You have a chance to crush my don't dreams. Don't forget to send pictures. Go. Tweet away. <laughs> oh, I want a Moogle cap. Don't you pull that stuff on Canada? We'll get resentful. Win oh, some Canada, go away. Something I don't know. The Olympics are going on right now. You don't want to make us resentful. Uh, and still downloading my torrent of it because I missed it. I last mean, that, night. that's a year of passive aggressiveness you just don't want. Yeah. Didn't Canada lose, like, you know, the big Stanley Cup thing or something like that? No, we Was won you? the Canadian gold medal for hockey. But, like, the Stanley okay. Cup, though? Didn't you kind of lose that? As, as Robin Williams would say in a slightly censored version, well, you better. It's your only freaking sport. <laughs> you're, talking, you're talking about like Vancouver, like, yeah. Well, it's just Vancouver. But, uh, yeah. Sort of, so like collection stuff. Email, tweet. Yeah. And email, you can tweet. Win yourself a Google Cap code. Still I don't email. think there's an expiration date on here, but we'll get these out. Tweeting is so much easier. I don't understand. Like it, it you is. Have cell phone. Like I know you tweet all the time. The thing, you know, why I don't tweet is because I have too many students that look me up. I have a, I have a Vanifest. No, oh, I know you do. Or, I'm so, I'm so no, jealous. You got that little box, 2006 man. hat. <laughs> With all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh I I've got you. a pumpkin head. You. I forgot well, about guess the what? pumpkin head. <laughs> my kids, my kids <laughs> walk around with wearing it all day. So it's it kind of funny. Count. If you, if you send me all that stuff, Steak, I'll give you the Moogle cap code. How about that? <laughs> oh, that's weak. I'll have to actually, I'll have to actually, like, freeze up so that you <laughs> can give that it. to me. <laughs> so, it's easy to uh, reset up. Just one there. click, and then you right. buy. It's called click and buy. No. You reset. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we do have one email here before we head out for this episode. This one comes from Sentinel from Quetzalcoatl. says, I uh, just heard you guys talk about Windower from your last podcast and was wondering, is it more accepted to use it nowadays without any repercussions from Square Enix? To be honest, I personally have never used it in all my years playing the game due to fear of breaching terms of service. That being said, would you guys think that the way the UI changes are coming in from the devs that one day we may see uh, Windower obsolete? I'm not ripping on those who work to develop Windower and plugins are useful tools from what others have told me. Just a thought. Um, Couple I don't know if I would say it's more accepted. Um, Here's the it thing. It always has been because they've always looked the other way. Yeah. Here's what you need to do. You need to watch Fight Club and you need to remember the first rule of Fight Club. <laughs> don't talk about you don't talk about Fight Don't Club. talk about Brad Pitt. You can be in so Fight Windower is exactly the same way. Don't talk about Fight Club. Don't talk about Windower. When you're in game, anyways. When you're out of game, you can do, you can do whatever you want. You host a podcast. You can talk about whatever yeah. the hell you want. So I could talk about the fish sticks and mayo. I don't whatever. You know what fish sticks and mayo sounds that 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 meal is not <laughs> vegan. They have, vegan they have vegan mayo, yo. Yeah, they probably have vegan bacon too. 
Yeah, I know, but they I don't, don't know have why vegan would fish sticks. I'm going to deep fat fry fish sticks and sprinkles. Mm, Let's see, good. I can talk about whatever I want. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, it is against third-party stuff. If you do get caught with it, and I don't know if I've ever actually heard anybody that got caught using manure and got banned. No, but I've you can of, get banned. Outside of the norm, right? I mean, you think back in the day, the people that used to use windower to do things like, uh, like the speed hack, like for flea and stuff that like stuff that. they can detect. Yeah, when you're yeah. when you're when you're truly using it, you know, to, you know, somehow set yourself apart from other players in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then obviously people are going to see you and they're going to point you out as somebody breaching terms of service. Right. But if you just use it, you know, like anybody else, you can alt tab in and out of the game. Sure. And, you know, that, that being said, um, even with UI changes, uh, when isn't going to be obsolete so long as green stands by their idea that, uh, they're not giving us more macro lines. <laughs> yeah that that one thing right there is is going to be the determining factor for whether or not uh window will still be around and judging off of the, the dev tracker they said that you know they don't want to make things automatic or you know they have no plans to add lines so it's it's going to be around and one of the things yeah. too that you heard obviously in the interview is you know one of the things high show talked and touched base on was the fact that you know they've sort of been working all along to you know, adapt to the changes that are coming down the pipeline. So, I mean, you can pretty much anticipate that, you know, Windower, even if they in some way say make it obsolete in terms of what you know of Windower right now, there's going to be something else that will come out down the road that'll, you know, obviously adapt Windower to whatever the future holds for Final Fantasy XI. So, yep. Yep. And let's put it this way. Square Enix knows about them. They know what their URL is. If it was that big of a deal, I'm sure they could find some way to get them shut down. Yeah. Yep. So they're still up. Oh, yeah. So easily. There you go. And if they decide to ban players for using Windower, they would have no player base. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. So there's that. They would have no North American player base. <laughs> that yeah, being said, it is still against, you know, terms of service, blah, 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 blah. You could get banned, but you can't. Know. Read your terms, read your terms of service. Like we said, it's the first rule. First rule of Windower is the same. Don't talk about Brad Pitt. Don't talk about. <laughs> use it. Don't don't go in like Juno and Port Juno and be like, hey, "I'm using Brad Pitt." I'm using Windower for the first time. I what love Brad Pitt. That? I love Brad Pitt's plugins. <laughs> Brad, great plugins. Oh. <laughs> uh, and that'll do it. And uh, remember, guys, send us your uh, your collections. You might yeah. uh, yourself a nice shiny Google cap. Yeah, dude. Don't let me get. Don't let me get the hat. You guys alpha. take the hat. Or email them at Gamer Escape. Well, Pet Food Alpha. At what, are, what are you talking about? Hip it up. Just end it, sake. Just end it. It's all in there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't forget to, when you send your stuff, when you send your swag, yes. don't forget to send yeah, pictures. Yeah, just list stuff pictures, off and make us try and believe. If you want to see pictures, it didn't happen. It's guys. as simple as that. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to take the hat. I would much rather see you one of you. Thank you, Steak. I'm glad that you would give me that. Out of everybody in here, Steak, why would you give that? You would give me the hat. I said I said you would if you gave me all that other stuff you had. Oh, if I give yeah. you that stuff? So, oh, no. See? No. No. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Because no. you know how awesome it is to have that kind of stuff. 
It is. It is. It's true. Thank you so much, everyone, for uh, whoever joined us in uh, in uh, Vanna Chat. There is. I don't even it's know if there's anybody in there. If you were on there, you would know. Thanks very much for joining us. Always appreciate mm-hmm. you guys joining us live. Uh, thanks for everyone else who tuned in this week, and we'll see you back here in two. Uh, I wanted to do, I wanted to thank Tweaks for uh, for joining us on this episode. Um, again, we're gonna we're gonna keep in touch and uh, get you back on so we can uh, talk to you about the, a lot of the fun. album. Thanks a lot for joining us. All right, guys, see you back here in two. Good night, gentlemen. Say good night, gentlemen. All right, now you say good night, Joe. Joe, say good night. <laughs> <laughs> Good night.